hello. This is Lisa. And I'm Mel. And Mel is busy. Thank you for joining us, Mel. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're live. Here we go. We're live. And um, we did a little adventure this weekend. We did. It was so <laughs> fun. We went to Daytona Beach to do a true crime pub crawl. I didn't know there was such a thing, but that's what my mom wanted to do for her birthday because... You know, you've met me, so. Runs in the family. Here we are. The interest runs in the family. I yeah. think the highlight of the trip was parking in a murder lot. Mm-hmm. Um, being redirected to park in a murder lot, I should say. Didn't yes. start that way. When uh, we got there, we parked in like an abandoned lot in a <laughs> building where it was crumbling. And we're like, I think we leave our car here. This is where we meet. And then... Um, it was weird to begin with because the guy only texted Mel and my mom about a change of location, but not me. So I was like, well, either I'm the one that's not getting murdered or I'm the one that's getting, getting murdered. murdered. So yeah. I don't know. We weren't sure. But we're good. Um, yeah. It all worked out. It was, it was um, dive bar heavy. A lot of dive bars. He does have a dive bar uh, crawl, too. I should get the name of it. I think it's Fun Coast Tours, I want to say. His name's Steve. Yep. Steve. Shout out to Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. And um, I think we're going to... I'm going to cover at least one of his cases he did. They're all Florida-based. Actually, Daytona Beach, they had some kind of connection to Daytona Beach, Florida. So it was um, one... like quite a few true crime listeners know about which is eileen warnos and the The um, last resort bar correct so we actually went there that was our last stop and um it was interesting it was not what i thought i i was expecting a tiny dive bar but it was like a whole campground i mean there was a stage with church pews probably grown since then don't you since when she went I don't know. Well, they have a whole merch section, so probably. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Because the actual, the building bar was super tiny. Yeah. It was really tiny. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if they were serving in there. No, I don't think so. That's where we met Al, the owner, and right. there was one pool table and a tiny bar, and there was nobody else in there. Everybody was at an outside bar. Right. Yeah. So. so interesting. Yeah. It was an experience. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> I want to do more tours, though. He has a haunted tour. And then just a dive bar tour. So yeah. I think I would be down to do it again. Yeah. So that was our weekend. And um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started with our story for today. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. It's a Wednesday evening and 24-year-old Maitrice Richardson decides to leave her job at the Santa Fe Springs Freight Company to go for a drive. Co-workers of Maitrice described her mood that day as excited, as anyone would be, to leave work and play hooky. Before driving along the coast, Maitrice makes a stop at her aunt and uncle's house. They aren't home, so she leaves a few business cards with notes signed, Who is Queen Now, Mississippi? Question mark. Maitrice then gets in her car and starts driving towards Malibu. At the time of her drive, September 16, 2009, Maitrice is a Cal State Fullerton graduate receiving a BA in psychology and working towards her graduate school degree. She works two jobs, one doing admin work at the freight company, and on Friday nights, she worked as a go-go dancer. Maitrice was openly gay. 
and was in a relationship with a woman named Vanessa for two years. However, recently, the two had broken up and Vanessa started dating someone new. And Maitrice was not taking the news well. She'd become obsessed with winning her back, even driving solo to Las Vegas to join in Vanessa's birthday party, uninvited. Eventually, Vanessa had to tell Maitrice to back away. At this point, Maitrice's behavior was starting to become more bizarre. Writing on social media at all hours of the day, night, quotes like, Have you ever woke up at 7 a.m. crying on a Saturday? Because now that you see the light, you see all people lost in the dark. Welcome to my reality, unquote. Days before her drive to Malibu, Maitrice's family was starting to become concerned, and her mother, Latrice, texted her, quote, You've been somewhat elusive and philosophical. Tell me what's up. Help me understand what's going on with you. Are you feeling lost, helpless, alone, rejected? End quote. In reply, Maitrice wrote, I'm writing a book, my journal, because you told me I can be anything I wanted. You told me I was Miss America. You told me I was America's next top model. Now, do you know what I want to be when I grow up? Miss Mother Nature. Because Miss America is a fake-ass joke along with everything else we see. So I'm trying to find my way to Michelle Obama to see if she will talk to Mr. Obama about creating my position within the White House. Wow. Okay. I was going to say that was like a textbook perfect mother-daughter conversation. Like, <laughs> are you feeling, you know, you can talk to me. How are you me. feeling? And yeah. then started off. listen. Yeah. Started off. Yeah, her she her telling her mom and then kind of taking a, a nosedive to a little angry to to and making some strange comments. So mm-hmm. so these conversation, Maitrice's recent behavior um, led her to her actions of September of September 16th and her drive down to Malibu. Maitrice wasn't familiar with Malibu or the drive down. Um, it just wasn't in her daily routine. So when she saw the lights of a high end restaurant named Joffrey's along her drive, she pulled over. As she pulled in, she parked at the valet area, and the interactions grew increasingly bizarre. Maitrice got out of her car, and as the valet entered her car to park it, Maitrice got into the valet's car and started rifling through his CD collection. Okay. The valet didn't feel threatened by her behavior, just considered it odd and a little out there. Yeah, get out of my car. Yeah. He asked Maitrice if she needed anything, and she said something about avenging Michael Jackson's death and Vanessa. Mm. She then got out of his car and went inside the restaurant for some food. Maitrice's behavior only got more strange inside the restaurant. She was sat alone, but ended up moving to a party of seven, none of them she knew. When asked if the group was bothered by my trees, my trees, she's, um, they said no and that she was no trouble. So they just let her sit That's with them. That's nice. Yeah. And maybe they sensed like she was struggling or maybe. something. Yeah. My trees ordered a Kobe steak and a cocktail, which when it came time to pay, she said she didn't have any money. She's like, I'm with a party of seven. Somebody's got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I moved. <laughs> exactly. However, this was not true. Inside her car, just outside the restaurant, was her wallet and cell phone, but Maitrice never indicated that to the staff. She actually had plenty of money in her bank account to pay for the food. Um, That was never an an issue for Maitrice. Hmm. 
She was also saying things like, I'm from Mars, and staring intensely at the hostess computer screen as if reading the lights instead of the text. The staff asked Mitrice how she intended to pay for dinner, and all Mitrice could think to do was call Mildred, her 90-year-old great-grandmother, who she lived oh, with at the time. Oh, don't bother grandma with that. <laughs> Go get your wallet. So, so Mildred picked up the phone and offered to pay for her great-granddaughter with a credit card, but here's the frustrating part. The restaurant wouldn't take her payment without a signature. Oh. So because of her behavior and her inability to pay, the restaurant thought it would be best to call the police for assistance. So I have a, um, an audio recording of the 911 call from the restaurant. Hi, I'm calling for Joffrey's restaurant in Alabama. Um, we have a guest here who is refusing to pay her bill, and we think she may, I mean, she sounds really crazy, she may be on drugs or something. Um, we are wondering if someone should come by and pick her up. Okay, well, what's the address, sir? It's 27400 Pacific Coast Highway. And uh, is she a white, black, Asian, Hispanic? She's a um, young black girl. She's probably in her 20s. So at the same time, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department was pulling into Joffrey's to pick up my trees or to talk to my trees. Mildred, the great grandmother, was calling my trees's mother, Latisse. Latisse didn't like the situation at all and immediately called the sheriff's department, explaining my trees is and um, explaining my trees and asking what the next steps are for her daughter. So I'm going to play that audio too now um, to kind of get an idea of a little more context to the situation. I am calling. I'm a little frazzled right now. I understand my daughter is being brought into the station. My trees Richardson has they made it to the station yet, and she's been booked. Okay, is, is, do you know where she's coming from? It's some restaurant out in Malibu, and I, I didn't even think to get the name. The manager's yeah, name only, is... The only place we have somebody that's in custody that they just announced on the radio that they're coming up is from Joffrey's. In Joffrey's. Highway. It's okay. the only female that's being brought up to the station as we speak. They actually just put it on the radio right before you called. Okay, okay. I'm I'm her mother, oh, okay. and are you guys going to book her and then release her on her own re recognizance tonight because it, it, it's dark, she doesn't have a car, and I don't want her wandering out. I'm, I'm totally just taken aback because this is so out of character for her, yeah. and you'll see when she comes in, she, she's well-spoken. I think the only way I will come and get her tonight is if you guys are going to release her tonight. Yeah. If, if, going to be held in custody for some type of arraignment tomorrow, mm -hmm. then I will wait until tomorrow. She definitely has no place, you know, I mean, she's not from that area, and I would hate to wake up to a morning report, so mm -hmm. lost somewhere with her head chopped off, mm -hmm. so I guess I would have to come and get her, oh my God. Yeah, we're in a great house. The only thing is, at least in the station here, she will be separated, so nobody's going to be with her. Uh, so at least that's, you know, the plus thing, so you don't have to worry about her safety. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I feel safe with her being in, in, in custody. It's being released, but I'm worried about it. It's crazy out here. All right. Well, then I will more than likely call and touch bases with you guys a little bit later. Uh, once yeah, she'll call you as soon as she comes in, too. 
Mom sounds so nice. Mom is so nice. My, my choice is nice. I mean, the fact is, yeah. is that this is a good family. I mean, good or bad. I mean, it's it's a, a family that cares for each other. They're there for each other. Um, my Trace was really living with Mildred because Mildred needed someone to live with her. That's a great grandmother. So, um, and um, Latisse, my Trace's mom, she didn't live too far away. Um, so the family was pretty close. I mean, actually really close. But my trees had a younger sister around 12. So um, Latisse didn't want to leave her that night to drive all the way down to Malibu. Um, and, you know, when she could pick her up tomorrow morning or deal with it then. So that was her biggest concern was that um, my trees wouldn't be released. Um, the sheriff's department where they were located um, was pretty remote. Mm. Um, Joffrey's was really remote. The sheriff's department was even more remote. So it wasn't like there was really anything near the, the sheriff's department. It was basically pitch black out there. Mm. Nothing really, there was really no convenience store nearby. So it's, it's pretty remote area. You can't walk out and just grab a taxi right there. Correct. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So um, the arresting officer, our deputy, so they did actually arrest my trees. Um, they brought her in. The restaurant, so they did make a statement afterward, and they they did um, they did say that really they're they weren't worried about the payment. They were um, actually the staff considered pulling together their tips to pay for my trees. but their concern was actually more for her because she was saying such strange things. Not she was acting, acting right. right. She wasn't acting right. And Joffrey's is pretty high scale, like really nice restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think um, um, one of the, I don't think it's Steven Spielberg, but someone, oh, Mel Gibson was actually um, pulled over by this sheriff's department. Like there's some really high end like um, celebrities out there and people with money. And I feel like, you know, they're probably used to a little bit different behavior, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for, you know, for all kinds of reasons. So, but this, but this in particular caused them to 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 take cause and 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 you know, think that maybe they should call the police just for some help. Mm-hmm. So, the arresting deputy um, did not note or document her strange behavior in the in the original police uh, report. Although later, in an internal email, it revealed the deputy opted to detain her because of her behavior. So there is a discrepancy there. So what did he arrest her? What did he write up or arrest her on? If For it not wasn't paying her, her bill, basically. Oh, just that. Okay. Yep. So the jailer, in a later disposition, would later say she was unaware of any, any mental health issues. However, staff at the restaurant later revealed that the sheriff's officials later, after all this went down, tried to get them to sign statements after her disappearance that omitted the information about her behavior. So a 5150 is the number of the section of the Welfare and Institutions Code, which allows a person with a mental challenge to be involuntarily detained for a 72-hour psychiatric hospitalization. A person on a 5150 can be held in the psychiatric hospital against their will for up to 72 hours. In this situation, an officer would put an arrestee on a, quote, watch commander hold to keep them close, and they would watch their behavior or send him or her to a facility for the 72-hour psychological evaluation. Both instances require extra time, and paperwork for the officer and or a trip to the hospital with 
the arrestee. Maitrese was showing signs of a mental health crisis, but the sheriff's department continued to ignore that. Oh, come on. She's, yeah, she's struggling. She's struggling. Anytime someone says I'm from Mars and they're being serious, uh that's a problem. That's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. At 12.15 a.m., a jailer told Richardson she could stay until the morning or leave on her own. And with that offer, Maitrese decided to leave. After her sweet mom called correct and said all which, these things which they never don't let her go commu- correct and they, they never communicated that off. to my trees my trees they gave my trees of several opportunities to make phone calls um she only had her grandmother great grandmother's phone number uh, memorized which is why she called her at um, joffrey's she tried they allowed her to use the phone the phone records weren't able to be tracked but they but mildred said she never received a phone call so they don't know what my was doing on the phone if she even made a phone call what was going on they also had um well let me continue because there's more information mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting um so at 12 15 yep a jailer told richardson she could leave uh she could stay or leave um my decided to leave my trees was released into the darkness without a wallet cell phone or car which was impounded at her arrest so her car had her cell phone her car had the car keys her car had the wallet her, she had, she had a vehicle. She needed. She had a vehicle. Oh my gosh! And they just let her out in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. Just okay. Bye. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't care if you need to, somebody should have been there with her, making sure she's making those phone calls, contacting her mom, tracking the number down. You're the police. Like, you could do these things. And if you're not going to track the mom down. Order her a taxi, send her in a car somewhere, like back to her house, back to family. I, exactly. I can't. Exactly. Drop the ball on that one. The next morning, um, Latisse learns that Matrice had been released after she was told that Matrice would stay the night at the station. So Latrice calls the station again, um, looking for an update on her daughter. And here is her audio. Regarding my daughter, my treats, Richardson. How long before a missing persons report can be filed? Is it 24 or 48 hours? That's normal. Well, it depends on the circumstances, but uh, um, I, I didn't take your call, so I'm not familiar with it. Did she just not return home after going out? She was arrested last night. This is the first time she's been arrested. Um, she's in an unknown area. Mm-hmm. She's never been in. She's without a vehicle. Nobody can find her. And, and where was this at? Where was she arrested at? Your your facility. Her name is Maitrice Richardson. Okay. Do, do you know if she's if she's here now or was she released? They said she was released. Okay. And what time was she released? Um, at, at just shortly after 12 a.m. Yeah. Normally, I we wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing one. Uh, that soon. Um, right. What is the time frame? You know, I, I guess probably 24 hours would be reasonable. I mean, if, if there would be some some mitigating factors, you know, where you know you su- would suspect maybe something. You know, well, not yeah. Right, right. 
She doesn't know the area. She's never been in your area before. Where, where, do you, where does she live? She is unfamiliar with that area. Do you she think she possibly could have gotten a bus home? No. Oh, listen, my child has never ridden a bus. Okay. No. Right. She would not know how to ride a bus. <laughs> I would probably wait till, you know, early this morning. And if she doesn't turn up, you can certainly call. I don't suspect anything. Um, bad happened. I'm concerned because, uh, well, first of all, I thought they were going to keep her overnight because she was highly intoxicated. Sir, it was so hard not to yell at him through the screen because I don't even know where to start with that. I just... And there's a lot of discrepancies and this this sheriff's department is holding a lot back. Um, there was a phone call that came in um, the next morning around um, early in the morning, around six in the morning of a prowler. And it was um, several miles from the sheriff's department. And they reported a black woman um, sitting outside, outside in their in their back area, basically. Mm-hmm. And the couple asked if she was OK. And she just said, I'm here. I'm just taking a rest. And then when they went back to check on her, like kind of moved to a different window or whatever, she had been, she was gone by then. Mm-hmm. That came in. That call came in, and the and the sheriff's department um, did. It took them two days to go out and even investigate that area, knowing that my uh, Latisse is basically calling, checking up on her, um, in in desperate information wanting to know what's going on and he said okay like depending on the circumstances she was brought in because of her behavior like yes she didn't pay but she was brought in because she was acting wacky and you let her go in the middle of the night in a place she doesn't know no way to get home yeah this guy man yeah i mean the whole yeah so the sheriff's department waited two days after my trace's release to to conduct its first search Rather than deploy scent dogs from the station to determine whether she'd gotten a ride or walked the six miles to Montanito, searchers started at the location last seen. That's Bill Smith's house. That's the person who called called it in. Oh, got it. Out front, they found tracks from Mitrice's sneakers. It appeared she'd been running, but they lost the pattern among shoe and hoof prints fewer than 100 feet from Dark Creek. The officers did not hike into Dark Canyon after that. So they basically or a canyon or both. They they call it um, Dark Canyon. Sorry, yeah. I think I think Dark Creek might have been the path into Dark Canyon. Um, so on August 2010, so a whole year later, basically, just after noon on a warm day, Rangers were out investigating the remnants of a marijuana farm they had raided a year earlier in Dark Canyon which is located at the in the Santa Monica Mountains near Calabasa, California, and about 8 miles from Freeway 101. During they during their investigation, they noticed a skull and beneath um, the dirt and leaves um, a semi-decomposed naked body. This was the body of Mitrice Richardson. 13 years after Mitrice went missing and 12 years after her mummified remains were discovered, investigators are no closer to solving Mitrice's death. Mitrice's family sued the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for releasing Mitrice during a mental health episode. Damn right. An investigation was originally rejected, but was eventually opened in 2016 to determine if the sheriff's office mishandled the investigation in any way. 
Mitrice's family is particularly concerned that her body was removed from the crime scene against the orders of the coroner by detectives who were working the case. This runs counter to how investigations are normally conducted and demonstrates possible misconduct in the handling of the case. The California Attorney General's office determined in late 2016 that there was not enough sufficient evidence to suggest that the Sheriff's Department's conduct was criminal and charges were never filed, though Mitrice's relatives were awarded $450,000 in 2011 for civil wrongful death charges. There's much, much more to unpack with this case. Um, I left out probably two hours worth of information. I think you can really deep dive on this. Um, There was many, many issues with when they found the body. Um, They didn't bring the coroner in. They just put it all in a bag. And that's basically because of the location of where it was. The remains, her, her, um, her pieces of evidence, so like her clothing was not all found in one location Mm. and it was too far to be like scattered by, um, animals. Um, her belt was undone, which isn't normally something that, um, animals have the courtesy to do. Um, they don't unbuckle your butt belt. Um, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of very suspicious, um, things about the way her body was found. The other issue is when they found her body, they didn't search the entire area. And so later her mom went out to that area um, just to say goodbye and like to grieve and found remains, additional remains of her daughter. My God. Yes. So there's there's just so so much. The other issue that they had, which um, is very warranted, is they um, when the sheriff's department said that they were going to go out looking for her, um, their search party consisted of just a few folks. I mean, it wasn't like a huge search party. They didn't really gather the whole. The family basically had to bring together people and um, and bring attention to this. And their issue was that. You know, she was a woman of color and in a, in a highly affluent, very white area. And um, they just did not care. They did not give it the attention she deserved. And Mitrice, you know, she she had never done drugs. She'd never been in trouble her whole life. She um, she was an excellent student. She was, you know, she's a great family. I mean, n- none of that really should matter, frankly. Mm-hmm. But you know, her behavior, um, she had very little risk factor for being, you know, for having, um, for having something like this happen to her. So, um, I think some of that does come in an account when they, when they, you know, look at resources, but none of that mattered in this case. My trees, um, deserve to be put at the top of the list in terms of, um, someone of value to, to go searching for. And her family really needs the justice that um, that they deserve for for what happened. They just want to know what happened. Yeah, and they still don't know how she died. They don't know much more than that. Because they're just not investigating. They're just like, oh, sucks, sorry. Yeah, and another interesting fact is that um, the police station said at first that they did not have um, video recording within the station. Well... Um, not long after that, after the case got more and more attention, they suddenly found more. You, they found you're it. You're a police station. You yeah. You have video recording. And there are parts and pieces of that that were looked like they were redacted. 
um, without explanation. And um, there was also an officer. They have video of her leaving the police station um, at 12.15 a.m. And then they have video of someone leaving shortly after her. Um, they tried to speak to that officer and that officer came back and said that, um, he actually wasn't there that night. Wow. That officer look into him. So, so that's the case. And we will, um, dig into our thoughts and theories of it after we talk about some beer. Oh yeah. All right. Ready? All right. Here we go. Crime on tap. All right. Oh my gosh. It's been hard to like keep my mouth shut a little. Okay, yes, the beer. (laughs) Let's talk about what you're drinking. Who is this? This is J Dubs Brewing Company in Sarasota, Florida. I have a milk chocolate porter, Mm. 5.6 ABV. Uh, Let's see. It is. Nice amount of lactose and a touch of sweetness resting on balanced portions of chocolate, crystal, and black malts, as well as a touch of flaked oats. Mm. It's pretty good. It's not... flaked oats. (laughs) I love the flaked oats. (laughs) You know what? I like when it is a milk chocolate porter, I I guess the lactose, but I, I want it to be like super chocolatey and... You know, there's a beer in um, SeaWorld, Passport Triple Chocolate Stout, and that is like drinking chocolate chocolate syrup. (laughs) And that also the the Yingling Hershey's Porter is very good, but not as good. I think I have some of those. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to mix it in there? (laughs) Yeah. Because neither of us, I don't like chocolate. Oh my God, I love the dessert beers. (laughs) I am here for dessert. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm drinking uh, Lisa Provided Beer. It's a King Cake Ale. It's a Golden Spice Ale. It is um, uh, from Mudbug Brewery. Um, And, oh, Lord. Taibudal? Where is this? Louisiana. Oh, gosh. Somewhere in Louisiana with the French names. Yes. Good on y'all for being able to pronounce <laughs> Nolens. All right. So I'll just read their description because it's really nice. Um, it's the official beer Mardi Gras, brewed with milk, sugar, and cinnamon vanilla flavors. We've taken the flavors of every Cajun's favorite treat, the legendary king cake, and created something truly special, the perfect golden spice ale. It's good. I like Mardi it a lot. Gras. Ooh. All right, so my trees. Um, my trees. What are your I, thoughts? Uh, so I have heard that somewhere. It started coming back to me as you were saying that, but I like I didn't remember how frustrating that was. That's crazy, and the fact that somebody left after her and then said he wasn't there that night, and they were trying to say, "Oh, we don't have recordings." Even like they're covering something up. That's insane. Yeah, they're covering something up, and it, and I think it's it's even more obvious. It's even more frustrating because it's so obvious, right? Um, it know, is, it's like it's right out in the open. The like they fact just that they went back to the staff and like basically tried to change their stories around mm-hmm. and make it sound like you know. I think that's part of them just covering their bases with like trying to make sure that no one feels like it's their fault i don't know if the anything i don't know if the sheriff's department did anything to her physically i can't tell you but i think they know for sure they messed up by allowing that child to go i mean she's a woman but really in that state she's someone's child she's wrestling with a mental illness she's, yes it's an episode she's having a mental episode a crisis really mm-hmm 
I mean, if a parent calls and says, oh, this is my son or daughter and they're they're on meds and they, they're off their meds, I mean, you know, her mom couldn't say that because she'd never had a, an episode like this. Right. So her mom couldn't even protect her because she didn't even know what was going on. She said she, this is so out of character for yeah. her. I'm shocked. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But let me know. I will come down there. Correct. If you release her tonight, I will be there. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll wait in the morning. And she was so nice about it. Yeah. And oh my God, yeah. I can't and believe. And she was like basically... I mean, she she basically thought Maitreese was drunk. So she's like, well, good. She should be sleeping it off there, mm. as a mom would say. Like, right. that's her fault now. You just got to keep her in the tank, in the junk tank. At until, least a day. Until the morning and let yep. her sleep it off and deal with the consequences. But I think she realized there was something more to it um, when, you know, Maitreese left. Mm-hmm. Because I think she knew her daughter enough to know that my trees would not have just walked out into the middle of nowhere, hills, mountains of California, in the dark, and she didn't know where she was going, and just kept walking. Yeah, she does. She doesn't even know how to ride a bus. Like she's not. <laughs> she's never taken a city bus. She's never taken a bus, oh, man. She, I don't know. Her family did call her um, the princess. She was a girly girl, and mm. she was very spoiled. So that makes sense for the bus thing. Just like, yeah. I totally get it. No one really loves taking the bus. Sometimes you have to, but well, if you never have to, doesn't have to. Good on she, her. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was something else about her body that um when um they found her body they kept calling it like um semi mummified which isn't typical of being in those conditions so Mm. the and her her arms were tucked in tight Hmm. which um almost looked like someone had like tied her up or it just the way her body was it wasn't like she just fell and like passed she was out from dehydration. Like or, laying down. Like she wanted to stop at the one house to take a rest. So it's not right. like, it's she, like laid she just down laid down to take to another take, rest. To take a rest and then died of um, natural causes or the environment or whatever. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, I feel like that's a possibility. Right. So mm-hmm. it's pretty rugged out there. Um, but the, the way her body was and they really couldn't do a lot of investigating into that um, because of the the manner that they they took the body out, the timing that they took the body out. It wasn't even ruled a homicide. Oh my god! So you know what? And she just had a big old steak at that restaurant. Like she would not have perished that fast. Like she had food in her belly. That's true. She so had what the drinks. Hell happened to her? Like. That's so odd. And the fact her. that you won't even call it a homicide. It yeah. It clearly is. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I just, you know, I think this case kind of stuck with me. I heard it a while back and I think it just stuck with me because um, it could literally happen to anyone. I mean, she, with all of those messages, she was on social media and she journaled a lot. And so when they went back and kind of researched all of this, um, they figured out that she really hadn't slept in five to six days straight. Wow. And so she was really, um, so on top of like sleep deprivation, she was experiencing like a mental health crisis on top of just being tired. And so she, so there's just a lot, there's a lot going on with her. And, um, 
It just makes me sad. I think the most, most, most frustrating thing for me is her freaking car was there. I know. And her cell phone and her wallet. And the police said they checked it when they were arresting her. Uh Uh-huh. And they didn't find it is what they said. Oh, God. Another just like, oh, we don't care. Right. That's that's what it is. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of it is because she was a black woman. I do too. It's just yeah, so sick and so ridiculous that it keeps happening like this. I can't. Yeah, the care, the believe we the lack still of care. are yeah. doing this. Yep, the lack of care and just the lack of care for her family. I mean, the fact that these people asked for. When do you file a missing person? This just pisses me off. File the freaking missing persons report. Yes. Like, wait, don't wait. Just file There are it. so many circumstances that we said earlier. It's right. like, why? Right. He didn't even care to look into it. He didn't even know who she was. What? Yeah. Maybe he just came onto the shift. Okay. But like, you probably have a computer in front of you. Like, let's let's look it up and see if she's still here. Let's let's Correct. look up her case or something. Yeah. It's the it, her mom was calling for information. And ended up, she gave far more information than they did. Yeah, to her, she for, was giving. The information. She was providing the information. She Gosh. provided the time. She give provided. Give mom your check at least. At the very least, correct. right now, your yeah. check that yeah. night should go to your mom. A hundred percent, her mom. Yep. So that's the story. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah, Sad. a little angry. I know. Sad for her. Yeah, I hope her family gets justice someday. Me too. So that's it. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Send us an email. Bruiseclues321 at gmail.com. Uh, bruise underscore clues underscore podcast on Instagram. <laughs> and I believe it's Bruise Clues on Facebook. All right. So also leave us a review. You know, just just do everything just spend a day like following us and leaving comments reviews mostly this is for you mom (laughs) mom make sure you have all of those things trey zach Uh, yeah and um darken the room yeah darken the room friends bye bye bye